welcome to Books and Bisexuals, where we talk about books that we've read or that we loved and wherever our neurodivergent brains take us. I am Brianna. I'm Nikki. And who boy, <laughs> it has been a week. I like literally just sitting here. I feel so heavy. Yeah. So um, I have a couple of like funny things that I'm going to say right at the beginning. Yeah, let's um, do that. Because... Funny things are good. Yeah. I'm going to give like a blanket, a trigger warning to start this, saying that um, we are going to be talking a lot about Roe v. Wade Wade. um, because it's top of our minds. um, But basically, I think this is going to be mostly about that. So So we completely understand if this is not the episode you want to listen to. Um, Like 100% take care of yourself. uh, Like... It's up to you whether you want to listen or not. We get it if you don't. We're just both verbal processors, and so this we need is how this. we process. Yeah, we yeah. need this to be able to process how we feel um, and, like, uh, move on almost. But, like, not move on. That was a bad term. But. No, move through. Move forward, move through it. Yeah. Just so that we're not sitting in this heaviness. Like, finding yeah. some, some form of, like, forward momentum, forward action so that, Yeah. Yeah. Process our emotions a yeah. little. Yeah, it's like, I I know what I mean. My brain's just not... <laughs> anyway, what's funny? Okay, so on the way to your house this morning, yeah. I drove by two very strange situations, and so I'm going to tell you about them. <laughs> okay. So the first one is um, not a situation, but I drove by this car that had a little like rubber ducky with a propeller hat glued to their side mirror. <laughs> And I was like, that is adorable, and I kind of want to be your friend now. Yeah. Um, I was like, You need, like, a wily Coyote sign. Be my friend. (laughs) It was so cute. And I was like, you, like, they glued that. Like, it wasn't going anywhere. Like, they must have glued that to their car. And I was like, that is a choice to, like... On the driver's side mirror? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so they can always see their little ducky. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Super cute. And then the other one, I I saw a man carrying a literal garbage bag full of noodles to his car. Like, like noodles. And like I, noodles in packages or just no, like... No, like just loose Looked like they were already cooked. I was gonna... That was my next question. It's just a garbage bag full of noodles. And I'm like, I want to know the story behind why you're carrying this garbage bag full of noodles anywhere other than a dumpster. Well, but he maybe, literally put it in his car. Maybe he's taking it to friends? Yeah. Or, like, um, it's possible that he's, like, transporting it from one restaurant to another restaurant. Like, I know garbage bag sounds like a weird way to But if they're that, big... They're big if you had to move like a bunch of noodles and you right. don't have any like camera containers or something or like a big tupperware yeah but i was like i think tupperware i said tupperware but i meant rubbermaid yeah yeah i interchangeably yeah me too but just clarifying but i was like noodles um, noodles in a garbage that's, bag. what kind of noodles were they uh i don't know i couldn't really tell but i could tell that they were noodles <laughs> They were like like long noodles, so like either spaghetti a rice noodle or, or a spaghetti or, or ramen or something. Oh my god, that's amazing! But I was like, wow, <laughs> what a weird, what a weird thing to see. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I speaking of like traffic <laughs> shit, um, I drove up to Amherst on Monday. Yeah. To have lunch with my other bestie Helen. Um, I haven't seen her in a while, and you know, life stuff is happening. And so I drove up to Amherst and between 
the end of Sackville Drive, like where that cemetery is. Yeah. And the 101 where you would get onto the 102 to go out to the airport. I almost got in three separate accidents. Holy shit. Yeah. That's not a very long portion either. No. Nope. So, um, when you're coming down Sackville Drive, um, the lanes eventually get to the left lane is only turning left right. up Cobblegood Road. And the, the right lane goes straight onto, like, the Magazine Hill, the 101, 102, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, I was in the right lane because I was going to... Amherst and this SUV large SUV in the left lane New Brunswick license plate obviously was like oops I'm in the wrong lane yeah but didn't check didn't fucking check and almost clipped the hood of my car and I was like cool I can't I can't deal with this right now no and so like I didn't lay on my horn or anything like I I just was kind of like like I waved my hand in the air and, and just to be like dude what the fuck and I mean that it, universal it like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. It could have been a dude. It could have been anybody, but it like, have, just but like, it's probably a dude. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and so then when you get through those lights and like you go up the little ramp and you can go to the magazine hill or you can go down to the yeah. 101, mm-hmm. I was going down to the 101. There is a yield there. Yeah. No lane actually ends. It is just that that portion of the road is where people from the 102 to the 101 are merging to yeah. go on to the 102. But, like, people are people, also merging. Yeah, people are merging way. other yeah. directions and stuff. But it's a yield because the speed limit there is 70. Yeah. But people coming off the 101 are still doing 100 plus. Absolutely. Like, you know, the I was three cars back, and the front car decided that yield meant stop. No. No. So uh, you can't. two cars almost oh rear-ended cars. Of course. Me and the person in front of me. Because yeah. you're trying to look to see, like, okay, can I get in and here? They Do just I just stopped? need to, like, sl- they just fucking stopped. And that's Full like, on brakes. That's not, that's not what you do That's there. not defensive driving. No. Like, defensive driving doesn't mean cautious driving. Defensive driving means driving according to the road. So, anyway. Yeah. So, that was number and two. And being aware. Yes, being aware. Yeah. Okay. So, that was number two. <clears throat> so, then, because I had to get onto the 101 so that yeah. I could loop around, so if you're coming, f- this is a long story. I'm so sorry. And to those of you who know and can visualize the roads that I'm talking about, bless you. Bless. Um, <laughs> so when you're coming <coughs> down the 102 from mm-hmm. like Fall River, Truro Airport area, um, there's a ramp that you can take to like loop around and go into Bedford. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That one does not have a lane at the end of it. Right. But this fucking car either thought that it did or just assumed that they had the room. So I saw them accelerate. And in my mind, I'm like, oops, he's not going to fucking stop. Sure enough, he did not. And he almost completely sideswiped me. I laid on my fucking horn. And he ended up like... Half on the road and half on the shoulder. He hit a huge pothole. He almost hit the guardrail. And then I'm slamming my brakes on, but also watching behind me so I don't get get rear-ended. And he got onto the road and just, like, threw up a middle finger. And I was just like, No, that you're fucking... You fucking did that, bro. Yeah. And you so then, caused this. Right? And so then I had to take the next, like, little loop to go up on the 102. But, oh, my God. I was fucking shook. Uh. 
Like, I called my mom, and I'm like, Mom! I almost died three times! Right. Not, like, died, maybe, but... But, like... That one, that one definitely could have been... Yeah. And, like, if I had been on my motorcycle, 100% would have been in an accident. Yeah. Like, 100%. And don't come at me, that's why you shouldn't ride a motorcycle. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Drive better. Yeah. Be Um, safer on the road, and motorcyclists will be fine. Yeah. Like... Be aware. Oh, my God. Defensive drive... Like, the road is not just about you! Anyway... Um, so like, oh God, mom was like, well, at least that was three. So hopefully that's done. Yeah. The three bad things. Yeah. And like Um, the rest of the road, the rest of the trip was fine, but I was just like, what the actual fuck is going on right now? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Um, and I was so protective of my car because last year I got into an accident. Right. Um, and I'm just like, I can't go through two, two cars in two years. Like it just can't, I can't do it. That. It's too many. No. Um, also, you don't want to be in another accident. Oh, no, I don't. Um, the other accident was determined to, I think it was like no fault all around, but maybe the other person at fault? The other person went through a yellow. I was going to say, it wasn't your fault. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't want to, I hate car accidents. Uh, it's part of the yeah. reason that I drive so defensively. And like, I'm grateful that we were able to buy me, like when I was, a new driver at right. 16, um, a defensive driving course because mm. I know that they're super expensive. They were a little cheaper when I was 16, you know, the 14 years ago. Uh, when I was 16, <clears> they <throat> were still like $500. I was also doing it in the Valley. So oh. it was a little cheaper as well because we weren't in the city proper right. and it was a little easier to get your license in the Valley. Mm. Um, um, I it am was just- funny though because, uh, so there's basically like two places that you can go to do your driver's test. You can go to right. Kentville or you can go to New Minus. Right. Um, and the Kentville one, Kentville is a bunch of just one way street. Oh God. Driving in Kent, I don't <laughs> understand. There's like one road that you can turn left on a red light and I'm like, I don't understand. I know. know. Andrew's <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Kentville proper, like the main town and also where the Access Nova Scotia is, like it is all one-way streets. And now I grew up in the Valley and my sister lived in Kentville for a while, so I'm very comfortable in Kentville. Yeah. Um, but we purposely went to the New Minus one mm. when I got my license. Yeah. Um, when I got my, like, fulls, not my learners. Right. Um, because learners is just a test. Yeah. And then Like a get, written test. Yeah, yeah, a written test. So I did that in Kentville and on my birthday. <laughs> and then I um, did my actual driver's test in New Minus. Nice. Because... It's it was not, easier. Yeah, it's yeah. easier to do it there. Um, and past, yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Oh, excuse me. Um, I actually didn't do, like, driver's ed or anything mm. just because I didn't have money to do it. Yeah. Um, but then when I was 20, I don't know, 24 or something. Yeah. And I was like, I still can't drive past midnight. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah. So I took the two-day defensive driving course yep. with St. John Ambulance, um, which qualifies as a driving course to get the N off of your license. Yep. Um, and, like, sure, I learned a couple new things, but, like, nothing new. I learned more about driving on the road and road safety in the motorcycle course that I took yeah. than I did in the defensive driving course. Yeah. I And, like, I know that they're expensive, but they're also very necessary. Yeah. Like, all these courses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I will say, <laughs> if you want to get your motorcycle's license, you can just pay and do the test, but I highly recommend doing the, the course. The, like, two-day Yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's, like... I don't know, three hours on like a weeknight 
of like powerpoints and yeah. whatever like it's like a little like lecture a thing day of two days two days yeah of it's like, like eight actual... to four or eight to five or something it's two days of you're riding the bikes almost all day both days mm. um and i remember at lunchtime on the first day it started raining and it didn't stop for the rest of the weekend Ugh. which is like you know it happens rain or shine because you're gonna ride a motorcycle in the rain they said whether bring, you want to or not right bring <clears throat> bring rain gear bring yeah. changes of clothes like bring socks but um yeah we were riding and um i remember at the end of the first day i was like fuck this i never want to ride a motorcycle because i was just <laughs> getting so frustrated as a perfectionist that i wasn't getting things perfect yeah i was like there are things that i'm really struggling with and i'm getting super frustrated um but then it all clicked on the second day and i only lost one point on my test Nice. Yeah, because I didn't accelerate at one point fast enough. Right. Um, but, like, the the teachers were phenomenal. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think when I did my driver's test, I lost one point for not stopping long enough at a red, not red light, a uh, uh, stop, stop sign. sign. Yeah. Three you're, seconds you're of You're supposed to, like, stop, stop and yeah. then you're supposed to be like, one, two, three, and then go. And yeah. I didn't, so um, totally fair, but I did everything else perfectly, so... Perfect, 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 perfect. perfect. Um, um, yeah. It's 11 11. I know, make a make wish. A wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also, I filmed my short film. Well, not my yeah. short film. I filmed a short film on the weekend. Um, but it's yours because you star in it. No, so I'm not the main character. I was second on the call sheet. But you still star on it. I mean, there's three characters. So. Yeah, I suppose, yes. yes. Like, um, we, are, we are all like. Because, because I can't wait like to see it. Me neither. Um, because of the way that like the categories of roles are for like that sort of thing, um, like principal is six lines or more. Yeah. Um, actor is zero to five lines. Zero lines would be like you have a defined character, you just don't have any lines. Yeah. And then background is no lines, no defined character. Yeah. Moving furniture essentially. Um, and so like we were all. Principles? Principal. Mm, Emerson might have been classified as an actor. She might have. No, she would have been a principal. Um, but yeah, I was second on the call sheet, which is fine. Like it was lovely. It was yeah. a great weekend. Spent Sunday on Lawrencetown Beach, and call time was late enough that I could still make it to contemporary class that morning. Yeah, <gasps> I saw in your story. Oh, I was so happy. Yeah, I was so happy. So I don't um, always watch your stories, but I always like look at the little like stills and whatever um mostly because mm. um social media makes me really anxious mm. like just in general yeah and so i've been trying to like limit the amount of time i'm on social media which is very hard because it's, it's like hard. um it feeds that dopamine in my brain especially tiktok yep. like just one minute videos like every minute i have something new to focus on like that's great um but I also recognize that it's not super great for my mental health. So I have been trying to like do other things. Um, it's. Which is impressive. You know, kind I, of working out. I, I like my brain is like, you should be doing other things. And my thumb is like, swipe. <laughs> like, <laughs> swipe. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said you read a book this week? I did. What book? I'm very excited to talk about this book. Oh my gosh. What book? Okay. So it's called Wicked Beauty by Katie Roberts. It's the third book in the Neon Gods trilogy. Uh, or not trilogy, series. Series. Um, it just came out like, I think last week. Mm. Um, last week, my time. So like 
two weeks ago when this released. Yeah, because this will be out on, like, first week of July. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh my god, okay, so just, like, background, because it's been a, a few months since I talked about it. Yeah. Um, so, Neon Gods, it follows, uh, Hades and Persephone, it's, like, a new, it's that yes. one. Okay, so it's, okay. like, a new, um, telling, telling, uh, oh, it's called the Dark Olympus series. Sorry, I just remembered that. Yeah, it's called the Dark Olympus series. I love it. So I love the series already. Um, like, I love the first book. I'm, like, a slut for Hades, Persephone retellings. I fucking love them. I love I've them all. I've read so many of them. Um, <clears throat> but then, and basically, like, Olympus is, like, a a city almost. Mm. Um, and it's sort of, like, cut off from the rest of the world um, using, like, barriers. Um they is don't this in go, this specific series? In this specific series, okay. yeah. They don't go a lot into detail. Like, Katie Roberts doesn't go a lot into detail about it. But, like, mm-hmm. um, I think it's coming based on what I've read in this last book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Neon Gods follows Hades, Persephone. And then the next one is Electric Idol with Eros, Aphro- Eros and Psyche, um, which was great. It was That was the plus-size influencer. Yes. Uh, Psyche's a plus-size influencer who... Um, marries Eros instead of having Eros kill her because Aphrodite's mad at her. Right. Um, and then, so this one, at the end of the last book, so at the end of Electric Idol, uh, the person who is Ares, because, like, the the idea is the 13 main gods are, like, <laughs> like, like the witches. Yeah. Um, but the 13 main gods are, it's like a title, that when you step into that title, you, like, take over the name. Mm. So, like, um, like, in the last, in Electric Idol, like, uh, Zeus dies and his son Perseus steps in to be Zeus. Okay. And then, so, Ares, the person who was Ares dies, and Ares is the only one of the, like, um, 13 that is... Uh, chosen through a tournament because he's like the god of war right. and therefore he he in... should be able to fight and everything. yeah right and also in this iteration uh Ares controls the uh like the security the private security um mm. and like uh and the security of like the like city defense yeah right okay um so Ares is done by a tournament um and Anyone can enter the tournament, even people who are not from Olympus. Like, you can come into Olympus, enter the tournament, and potentially become one of the 13. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so this book follows Achilles Patroclus. Patroclus. Oh, my God. Every I, time. Every time. I like struggle. Patrick, but Patroclus. Patroclus. Yeah. Achilles, Patroclus, and Helen. Helen is um, the new Zeus's sister, so Perseus's sister, um, and uh, Eris is also their sister, and Eris is now Aphrodite. So, so all right, <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh, okay. it's a lot. If you read the the books, it'll be very easy to like follow, okay. but like um, it's hard for me to like describe it to right. you. <laughs> um, okay. So they. Um, they, like, announce the tournament, and, um, as they're announcing it, Zeus says, 
and whoever wins Aries will get the hand of my sister Helen. Like, will get her as a wife. But Helen was planning on entering the tournament for Aries because the way to like get out of the thumb of her family is to become one of the 13. Right. You know? Um, so she, like, secretly, uh, because you have until dawn, they, like, announce it at, like, an evening, and then you have until dawn to put your name in for the Aries tournament. Uh-huh. And she goes, like, 3 a.m. to put her name in for the tournament mm-hmm. and runs into Patrickles. Patrickles. Yeah. Patrickles. Yep. And um, they had a little moment uh-huh. because they knew each other when they were very small. Okay. <clears throat> they went to, like, elementary school together and were friends. That sounds really funny, like, in, like, the gods and, like, ancient yeah. Greece and stuff. <laughs> elementary school. So there. they went to elementary school with each other. They were friends. Um, and they, like, run into each other. And um, he's all like, Helen, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you doing this? And she's like, fuck you, basically. Yeah. Because she has lived in this life of, um, like, politics for her whole life. And it's has been very, like, practiced and, like, terrible. Um, and a lot of, like, backstabbing and, you know, all of these things. Right. So she is very guarded. And um, she also had a very bad, hinted at abusive relationship with um, another person called Paris. Because obviously she's like, but Paris is the guy that Helen loves. In like Greek mythology. Okay, yes. Um, So the way that Katie Roberts does this is that she takes Greek mythology um, and then she just sort of modernizes and does whatever she wants. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) So like, hey, oh my God. <clears throat> Helen and Paris had been in a relationship. Okay. But Paris was very, like, emotionally abusive. Oh, Like, gotcha. he um, would tell her, like, you're not pretty enough, even though, like, the whole it's point of Helen... Helen of Troy. The whole... Yeah. Well, Helen of... Whatever. Sparta, whatever. But, like, the whole point of Helen is that she's literally the most beautiful woman of all time. Right. Like, that is the <clears throat> myth of Helen. Yeah. So, they um, go to, it's like this big deal that she's now competing for essentially her own hand in marriage. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But um, they go in and, like, Paris is also part of the, the, like, 20 some odd people. It's like the, the main people we focus on is Paris and Hector, who are there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Who are there, like. As a team, essentially, like Hector's trying to make sure that Paris wins Aries. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah. Um, and then um, Theseus and the Minotaur are there, but the Minotaur's like a person, just like a big old burly, burly cool. person. I love it. Um, and then Achilles, Patroclus, and Helen. So right. those are the people we focus on the most. Also, a person named Atlantia? No. Atalanta? I don't know. Anyway, she's kind of important, but not super important. Right, okay. Um, and so they enter this tournament, the, the tournament starts, they get taken to be secluded, because basically, like, there's three trials, um, the first one's usually time-based, because it eliminates the most amount of 
competitors. Right. The second one is usually, like, intelligence-based, and then the third trial is always just combat. Right. Because you, you're becoming Aries. You're trying to, like, control the... Defense and Defense. Yeah. So you need to know these things. You right. need to be good at these things. That makes sense. Um, but they're sequestered for the amount of the trials, like, for however long it takes to right. do them. Okay. Um, and... When they get sequestered, they're, all of the rooms are, like, in sets of three, and Helen ends up rooming with Achilles and Patroclus, who are in a relationship. Love it. <laughs> but, like, an open relationship oh. where, like, they, they love each other. They're, like, 100% with each other forever, but Achilles is a bit of a, a whore. Right. <laughs> For lack of a better term. I mean, yes. Um, like, he just, you know... He's pretty, and therefore likes people. Yeah, and people like and people him. like him. Yep. Um, and so there's a little bit of like tension mm. because when Helen and Patroclus like met in the middle of the night, they had a little like almost kiss moment, and then like Achilles is just kind of a dick. Um, and there's this part where like Achilles and Helen, like, um, just rage fuck, like, mm. <laughs> right off the bat, like, um, it's just, it, oh my god, I love this book. No I'm kidding. Obsessed. You didn't even write it down. I didn't write it down, because I could talk about this book for days. Um, so it's a triad, uh, mm-hmm. book, like, eventually they all get together and all are in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, and, like, oh, the sex scenes in this book are so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I thought that you couldn't get better than Eris, or not Eris, Eros and Psyche. Um, but damn. You were wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. You were wrong. This was incredible. Okay, so I, frick, my list is getting too long. It, your list is getting like, so not, long. Especially because I don't read. <laughs> But this one is so good. It is. It's so good, and I think part of this is like as um, as a bisexual woman, like that's the ideal. Mm. Like a, a triad, a thruple. Like oh my god, that would be great. And I know it's like um, in this case, um, male, female, male. But like honestly, any sort of thruple triad would be great. Right. Um, oh, it's just so good. <laughs> I like. I can't. I can't even, like, formulate words about how much I loved this book. Like, not only do you have the Greek mythology, which I've been obsessed with forever, Mm. but you have, like, thruple and bisexual representation and, like, just, ugh, it's so good and so beautiful. All right. So, adding that to my never-moving list. Great. Um, And wonderful things happen. It ends on a happy note, obviously. Oh, great. Um, it's just so good. Yeah. And then the next book is going to be about Cassandra and Apollo. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't know what it is about Greek mythology, but I remember learning about it in, like, starting in grade six, mm-hmm. and we had all of these, um, like... Like, we were drawing constellations and stuff. Yeah. In grade six. Yeah. And talking about the Greek mythology that went along with them. And I fell in love in with love. Greek mythology. Like, yes. 
I don't know what it was. And so even when I was at university, when I, when I was in fourth year, I needed just another elective. And I so I took, um, I don't think it was intro to Greek mythology, but like it was a Greek mythology course. I was doing a major in psychology and a minor in classics. What? Were you? Yes. Because oh. I was so obsessed. I took Latin oh my for God. my minor in classics. Um, obviously, I didn't finish my degree, mm. but like... I was so, I am still so obsessed with Greek mythology that I literally took a minor in classics. Right. Because, so that I could be more in that world. Right. Yeah. I had I, no, I was not upset about having to read like the classics. No. Um, I don't. Epic of Gilgamesh was really great, to mm, be honest. Yeah. I don't have the textbook anymore, <clears throat> but like I had a, I had a textbook that just had so much like Greek mythology mm-hmm. and Greek history. Yeah. Like ancient history. Um, it was a, it was a very challenging course because like we had weekly tests and I remember I failed the first test because I was very used to a read regurgitate style of, mm-hmm. of learning and stuff. And this was like critical thinking. This was critical thinking. And, um, so I bombed the first little test and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I went to talk to the teacher and, um, I was like, so what? I, I don't understand this. And so she was like, the answers are not in, in the, the book. Text. The They're answers in are your, in your brain. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like I consistently got like 60% on those. I was just like, I, I had never been taught how to critical think. I'd never. So like. That's actually not a thing that they teach no, in schools. No. Um, ever. Until you get to a secondary education level, like college university yeah and then they expect you to just know it yeah know how to do it and it's like oh actually my entire rest of my schooling was rote memorization yep and so i remember like googling and doing like little little exercises that that like some of them were preparing people for like the lsats kind of thing Mm. but it was working on critical thinking and i was like this is so hard and I'm so angry that I was never taught this and that when you know like growing up at home we didn't think critically about things like we talked about events and people and like that sort of thing we didn't talk about the influence or the ramifications of any of these things we just talked about like facts yeah, I was pretty blessed to have a mother yeah. and father that uh, encouraged critical thinking yeah. and um, actively worked with us on it. Um, a lot of the time it was just like, actually some of like our best conversations would come like Sundays after church mm. when we would just talk about theology and history. And like part of this obviously is like my parents went to Bible college mm-hmm. um, and Canadian Bible College is what it was called, CBC. I th- I can't Got remember it. what I said like forever ago, but it's Canadian Bible College. Mm. Um, and like, so I, they had been taught as children to, and like young adults and whatever, to critically think. And they just, they liked learning. They mm. still do. Um, but they liked learning. They liked debate and they liked that kind of things. So we were always being pushed to, like critically think about our opinions and critically think about what we were being taught and what we were learning and that kind of thing. So like I feel very blessed that I actually had that in my life as a child, mm-hmm. but it came from my parents. It didn't come from my school. Right. No. Like no, like never. No. Never. Like and I remember even in English class, like when we started analyzing text, which is a form of critical thinking, yeah. like you're reading something and trying to examine it and stuff. 
I had such a hard time because it wasn't a skill that I was ever taught. Yeah. And my brain just didn't want to absorb that. So it was it was very frustrating and at like, the time. I know and that I mean, still sometimes you are a critical thinker because like you you're a verbal processor and like mm. so you do think critically about things like um and your like empathy and like that kind of thing is very high. So like your emotional quotient, which is like your yeah. emotional intelligence, yeah. is very high, which mm. allows you to look at um situations, for example, like Roe v. Wade and really feel for the people experiencing it, even if it's not, like, happening to you. Right. Um, but, like, I can see how in an academic setting, it's actually really hard to put that emotion across because they often tell you to take the emotion out of it. Yeah. But that's how you that's how I view the world. Yeah. Like, I remember doing, I did a summer research project between third and fourth year um, where I was literally, literally analyzing two piano sonatas that were written in the same year, 1907, mm-hmm. 1908, early 1900s. 1900s. Um, yeah. And they were written by two completely different composers in two completely different schools of music education in two completely different countries. One was in Austria and one was in Russia. And um, it was really cool because there, like, there were a lot of similarities and differences. But at the same time, I was like, how do I go beyond just comparing this to this like how do I then go into the next level of thing like I had such a hard time but I still remember my my advisor at the time he and I were having a meeting and I was telling him like I was having such a hard time sitting in my office trying to figure out what I was thinking and he was like you don't know what you're thinking until you say it out loud yeah and to this day I'm like you're right I don't know what I'm thinking until I, I say it out loud no yeah. Um, the hard part is, like, sometimes you can't say it out loud. Like, sometimes you don't have someone Support. to talk to, yeah. right? And so, you know, about anything. So, like, my friend Helen at the time, she was also doing summer research. And so she and I would go for coffee and just talk about our research. Yeah. And actually, like, that's a, a little known fact of, like, academia is, like, you actually, for the most part, like, come to your conclusions while, like, chatting with your colleagues. Yeah. Like, like, not actually working on it, just, like, Not just, chatting. like, sitting in your little room, like, scratching on a blackboard or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what it would be like. Um, oh, but, like, yeah. yeah, I, like, I do feel really very blessed to have a, uh, had a family that, like, learning and thinking and really discussing became very important in like our family dynamic yeah um to the point now where I'm almost frustrated with it because like um I (laughs) everyone thinks their opinion is the most important opinion in the room like Mm. that's just we're very egocentric people like in general yeah um but like sometimes when I'm at like talking to my family and they have a different opinion than me in a way that I find like like, almost insulting. Like, um, I'm just going to throw out a random, like, scenario. But, like, um, fa- false allegations of rape. They're not as common as people actually make them out to be. Um, and I know the statistics. I just can't necessarily, like, pull, pull them. them out of nowhere. Yes. Right? Yep. Um, and, like, I've read them. I understand them. And I know what they mean. But I can't necessarily pull that number out of the ether. Right. Um, and so when I'm having these discussions, I'm like, no, they're not as common as you think they are, but because I can't pull out those facts, 
it gets dismissed as like, oh, this, you're doing that because you feel you're emotionally. Not you're not credible. You feel emotional about it. And I'm like, of course I feel emotional about it. But that doesn't mean I'm not credible. That doesn't mean what I'm saying is not credible. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't have that kind of memory to be able to pull out actually specific numbers does not mean that I'm wrong. Yep. <laughs> like, this, this is how literally, <laughs> literally every argument between Andrew and I goes. Yeah. Because he can pull out statistics like nobody's business. Great. Fantastic. That That's is the way your brain you. works. You love the art of argument. But I take I those don't. statistics, I take them, and I internalize them, yes. and I understand what they mean. But and I, you forget the numbers. And I forget the numbers. they don't matter. You know? Like, they do matter, but They like, do, but what I'm telling you is not... <clears throat> It, it's not lesser just because I'm not telling you specific numbers. Like, it's not. Yeah. And sometimes I feel that way. Like, um, someone in my life told me that I seem very articulate on this uh, podcast. And I was like, that's great because I don't feel like that. Mm. Um, like, especially in my, like, home life. Um, with Tristan, I do because he makes me feel smart. Right. Um, he's very good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... With some other people in my family, it's like, if I can't say it exactly the way that you want me to tell you, then my opinion is null and void. Yeah. And it's like, that's so fucking frustrating. Because, <laughs> like, just because I'm not as articulate as you want me to be, doesn't mean what I'm saying isn't important. Right. Yeah. Um, because in my family, we never really had those kind had of those conversations like yeah. the critical thinking conversations now that I'm an adult and I'm trying to unpack all of all that. of that and like just like you know like it's funny because like I use the word trauma and when my mom hears the word trauma she thinks abuse but that's not what but you're that's saying. not what I'm saying because the thing is like there are things in our lives that cause us trauma that aren't necessarily something that an outside perspective would look at and say that's trauma. Right. Like, it's just how it has manifested. Yeah. And so now that I'm working through all that stuff and, like, I'm questioning a lot of things within myself and and everything, my mom actually has said to me on several occasions, I don't know why you feel like you have to analyze everything. Why do you analyze yourself so much? Why... Because we have to, like, as like, human beings, that's like, how what's we the grow. point? Yeah. Like, but this is also coming from my mom, who, when I asked her what her life goals were, or, like, what her goals yeah. were when she was in her, like, early 20s, her goals were to get married, have kids, and be a secretary. Great. She accomplished all of those and has not made goals since. Fine. Like, that's fine people for you. can live their lives however they yeah, want. Yeah, you're but allowed to that's- have aspirations that you meet and you don't go further with no like that's absolutely yeah allowed like but be you can't, be happy with where you yeah. are like right but but you can't like bring other people down to like when they want to keep growing and changing and yep. like moving forward with the times yep. yeah so it's it's um it's frustrating and then i like, had another thing to say about what you were saying and i oh just about how um People are constantly like, well, you have to look at both sides. Oh, fuck that. Fuck that. Like, that was... No, it's fine. I... The amount of times that I have heard, if you can't look at both sides of an argument, you are closed-minded. The amount of times I have heard that and the anger that just roils in my entire body. Because here's the thing. I can look at both sides of an argument 
and still know that one side is stupider than the other. Yep. Or whatever. That was a a bad way of saying that. But like you can look at an argument and be like, actually, you're fucking wrong. Case in point. Roe v. Wade, I was but like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a less, like, aggressive topic. Yeah. Flat Earth. <laughs> okay? Yep. We know, scientifically, that the Earth is fucking round. Well, but science is fake. Right, yeah. But we know, scientifically, we know this. We have pictures of it from space. We have... They're doc... No, I'm just sorry. They're, they're, they're doctored. <laughs> we have, like, astronauts who've gone up into space and seen it. Yeah. And all of the other like celestial beings are fucking spherical they're fucking round and yet there are still people in the world that are like the earth is flat and it's like okay you know they're wrong you know you know they're wrong but they don't but they are saying if you can't look at it from my perspective then you're you're close-minded and it's like what the fuck you look at it from mine yeah (laughs) but like i i remember because i think this and i mean it could have always been around, but I feel like the flat earth theory really took off again during COVID. It because did? like I I don't remember ever hearing someone be like, oh no, the earth is flat. Like, Not like in I my thought life. I thought it was like a collective understanding scientifically that the, the earth, earth is, is round. round. Like, and so I I remember when I started hearing that more on social media, just like, oh, flat earthers. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, uh, like they're trolling, right? Like, Right. Like, they're just, you know, they're just being frustratingly annoying kind of thing. Because but, they want to be. Not because they actually believe this, but they legitimately they believe, believe this. They believe it. They believe that the entire idea that the earth is round is a conspiracy. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, not even just that it's false, but that it's a conspiracy... What are we conspiring for? And also, that's so many people. That is so many people involved in a conspiracy. Yeah. Astronauts. <laughs> astronauts from around the world. But who does it benefit who, to spread the conspiracy, quote unquote, that the that Earth, the Earth is, round. is round? Like what? That doesn't make any sense. A conspiracy. A conspiracy is generally thought to be a conspiracy because somebody is benefiting somewhere. Like, for example... Who is benefiting because the the earth is round? The conspiracy that the government was involved in the assassination of JFK. Right. And they did that because they didn't want to get as progressive as he was potentially getting or whatever. I don't fully know this one because I think it's fucking stupid. But... But... That's a legit conspiracy. That's a legit conspiracy. Like, that they had a reason to have, like, taken him out and then covered it up. Right. That's legit. But to cover up that the world is round? Like, the earth is round? Why? No, 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 we're going to prove the earth is flat. Why? And how? Yeah, also how. Because every test that flat earthers do comes back with the earth, the earth is, is round. round. Because it's fucking round. And then they're like, this test is faulty. It's a conspiracy. Sorry. But that thought process then bleeds into things like, and now we get into our rage of the day, Roe Ro v. Wade. And yeah. that being overturned. Like, I... You texted me on Friday. Yeah. And I was on set. I, I don't care. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm glad I you texted me. I literally just texted, they overturned Roe v. Wade. Like, I didn't... That was literally it. I didn't even say hi or, like, how are you. I just texted and said, I woke up to the news. Like, I literally just said, they, they overturned. overturned Roe v. Wade. But yeah. I woke up to this news. I woke up to 
a notification from BuzzFeed <sighs> saying they overturned Roe v. Wade. And I was just like, of course they fucking did. Yeah. Of course they did. Yeah. And like, because, I mean, they leaked the draft however many weeks ago. Yeah. And so, sure, we, we knew, knew it was, it was coming. coming but, but we hoped that it wouldn't. And like, the, the heaviness... And the despair, yeah, that that has been sitting on me, and like, listen, I'm going to acknowledge we are white women. We're white women in Canada. Yep, we still have our rights for now. For now, um, but like the heaviness for what comes next is just and for half of the population. Yeah, and the fact is that we as Canadians are so intertwined into America and American politics and that kind of thing, just because, like, they're one of our biggest trade partners. And, like, I, you know, I'm not well-versed enough to give you all the examples of why we're so intertwined. But, but we, we are. are. And so what happens below, what is it, as below, so, so above. above. Yeah. Like, it just, it tends to trickle into our politics. Like, everything that's going on down there tends to trickle into us. And it's not really vice versa. No. 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 Like, it took an extra, like, 10, 15 years for them to decriminalize, like, for America to decriminalize gay marriage or something. Yeah. Not decriminalize. Uh, legalize? Legalize? Yeah. But, like, the thing with that, too, is, like, Roe v. Wade was a precedent within that. And, and now so now that it's overturned, all of the other they can overturn a bunch of other shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because. Just because. Because they fucking can. Like, because it's it's about control and control over women's bodies. and Bodies with uteruses. Bodies with uteruses. Yeah. Um, but, like, ugh, it's just so frustrating because I'm sitting here watching this as a white woman with insane privilege. Um looking at like okay now they've just taken it away blanketly yeah and people don't see it that way because there's still states where you could get abortions sure but i could also if i lived in texas and i went to fucking i don't know like can't remember the states where it's legal california, california. yeah if i went to california to get an abortion and i came home i could be prosecuted in texas for doing that yep and not just that, you have to have the means to travel. To travel. To California. To go do that. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's all well and good that, you know, Canada's saying... Come here. Come here. But you still have to get here. And then you still have to go home. And you still have to go home and, like, pretend that you're fucking fine. Like, like the, <laughs> the amount of people saying, delete your period tracking apps. Delete like, your... Yeah. Delete your apps. Um, Do not make plans over anything that could be, like, you have to use Signal or something like that where, like, none, it's all encrypted and your data gets deleted immediately after you use it. Yeah, end-to-end encryption and, like. Like, that's so, like, dystopian. Yeah. That we now live in this time where people are, like, delete your period tracking app, only use cash to buy things like pregnancy tests, like, fucking it's so wild to me and and then there are people in the world that are fucking celebrating this there's and like literal i'm not even gonna say people with uteruses 
fucking women. Oh, yeah. Women are celebrating this. There are women out there going, yay for the babies. And I'm like, what about you, bitch? Like, what about you and your body? God forbid you have an ectopic pregnancy or a missed miscarriage that you then have to either die from or carry for nine months because your body doesn't recognize it. Yeah. Like, this is not just about that. It's and not just about, like, live babies no. that are not even fucking babies They're yet. not. And also, like, women, people with uteruses, we have less, like, in the States, less, less bodily autonomy than yes. a corpse. Yep. Than a dead fucking body. Yep. They can't take anything from a dead body. Nothing. Unless you get But they the can inside. force women, they can force people who have uteruses to carry babies. Yep. Um, they are, cause there's the, what is it? The Rome statute. Um, yeah. the Rome statute with the international criminal court, ICC. Yeah. So, but the U S is not a part of, they're the, not a part of it, but I, I read something or I saw something that Biden is trying to emergency get into the ICC yeah. so that they can then use that as a crime against humanity. Which like, great. Yeah. Like little claps, little golf claps, because you could have fucking done this at any time. Yeah. You knew this was coming. You could have forced the issue by making an executive decision earlier in this process. Yep. I saw another, like, t- TikTok is just like, that's literally all that's I've been all seeing. That's all that's on there that's right now. All. Partially and because of how we curate, like, who we listen to true. on TikTok. Like, yeah. um, the people that I listen to are largely BIPOC and women. Yeah. So, and non, non-binary. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I basically don't watch videos with men in them. No. Because I'm already so annoyed. Yeah. The only, <laughs> the only time I watch those is if it's, like, someone from the stitching BIPOC or, or LGBT. <laughs> yes. Yeah, stitching it and, yeah. like, being like, you're a fucking idiot. Um, oh, fuck, what's it? Oh, mm, fuck. TikTok. 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 It being largely TikTok. just discussion about Roe v. Wade right now. I know. Fuck, what was it? It's gone. No, it's yeah. Gone. It'll come back. Yeah. Um, oh, this um, this creator went through the um, the nine senators on the uh, Supreme Court. Yeah. And then the fifty state senators, and said, of these fifty nine people, how many of them can actually have a child right now? How many <laughs> of them does this actually? impact not even half oh fuck so (laughs) on the supreme court there are two women yep neither of whom could have like it would be ill-advised they said for them to have children because they're over the age of 50 but not quite 60 yeah like they're in their 50s definitely ill-advised because your body is like slowing everything down and it's more likely to have complications and birth defects etc um of the 50 state senators nine of them are women all of them are over the age of 50. That's so fucking stupid. So 59 people in the United States have decided this. Yeah. And that I is... I mean, really nine people, but like... So incredibly... <laughs> fucked. Fucked. And, and I just like... And I'm again, I'm again going to throw this out here. Like, like... This is not new in terms of, like, sterilization of women. This is not new no. in terms of, like, control forced over hysterectomies or anything like that. Control, yeah, control over, over uteruses, control bodies. over women's bodies. Like, this is not new in any way, shape, or form. No. Um, it's just the, like, newest in a line of. Yeah. 
Um, the amount of TikToks using the the sound, if we go down, then we go down together, together right now. Like, oh, yeah. fuck. Like, and it's like, it has to, like, I feel like it has to be true at this point. Like, but it does. not that it wasn't true before, but like, they're not going to stop. Like, Senator, what's his face? Thomas or whatever said, okay, cool. Now we're going after the, now we're going the precedents that protect same-sex marriage and LGBTQ rights and the privilege to... Have sex with whoever you want in the privacy of your own home. Yeah, sodomy laws. Yeah. Like. Which, honestly, like, legitimately, if you do anything remotely kinky in your life, you should be worried. Yeah. You should be worried about this. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're in a hetero or a non-hetero relationship. No. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, yes, most of those laws were specifically uh, targeted against gay men. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't be applied to anyone. Right. Um, And it's just, it's so frustrating because I've seen so many men, so many men saying, like, you know, just all manners of shitty things, but also, like... Like, agreeing with it. Yeah. And I'm just like, you, if this was your rights being taken away, you wouldn't be happy about this. Nope. But your rights aren't ever going to be taken away nope. because of the way that society has been built on specifically white men. Yep. And their rights. Yep. So if you are a white man right now and you are not outraged and t- putting that outrage into the world, you, you are, are part, part of the, the problem. problem. Yep. Men's silence speaks volumes in this. Yep. Um, you know, I, I see a bunch of posts now that women are like, well, um, I guess I'm not sleeping with my partner. Yeah. And Or men saying, my partner won't sleep with me anymore. Like, this is fucking bullshit. Why would they? Why would they? Contraception is not 100%. Um, Vasectomies aren't 100%. No. But you now... Know, but also, it's nearly impossible to get a tubal ligation, which is like having your tubes tied. It's nearly impossible to do that if you are under the age of like 40, don't have a partner. Don't have kids Don't yet. have kids Even yet. if you have kids. Even if you have kids, oftentimes. it's nearly impossible yep. to get it. Yep. Um, and if you want it, oftentimes you again have to go through like psych evals and permission from your partner or whatever. Yeah. Like, But it is so... Again, there was something I was going to say, but um, but it's, again, just, like, there's, there's just, just so much. There's like, so much rage involved in this as well because, like, I know that we aren't as Canadians, and I always feel like I have to fucking qualify this. Like, I know that this isn't affecting me personally right this fucking right this second, second. Okay? Like, I get that I still have access to abortion, and I get that, like, Justin Trudeau has said, like, oh, we're going to protect this, but he's only in power until he's not. Trudeau and Singh said it. No one else did. Yeah. Like, that's two leaders of, you know, four or five parties that we have in Canada. And Jagmeet Singh, as much as I would love for him to be prime minister, I don't he think is not the, one of the bigger parties. No, I don't think the NDP is ever going to be in power without it being like a, a minority, minority power. Yeah. Um, but and like, let's be, let's be honest. This our is next coming. government is conservative. This is coming. Our next government is more than likely, like, honestly, I could say with nearly perfect sincerity that it's going to be a conservative government. Like, it just is. And 88 conservative MPs. 
have voted pro life, pro life, <laughs> forced birthers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's call them what they are. Forced birthers and flatters. Because here's the thing: I used to think I was pro life. I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Christian family Mm -hmm. where abortion was reserved solely for incest and rape or sexual assault. But that's not fucking enough. You know, like that doesn't give enough choice in the matter. And the thing is, like, they've taken away choice. Yeah. They've taken it away at a federal level. The government of the United States has said, you don't get to choose, your state does. And if you are not in a state that is going to protect your rights, then what the fuck do you do? Like, Yeah, and not even just that. The day before they announced Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court said um, states, what did they say? States should be, or essentially they legalized um, the right to carry. Um, in like yeah. the United States, the um, concealed carry. Yeah. And then the next day, and they're like, like, okay, babies. I have a lot of feelings about the fact that we are conflating um, like the gun issue with the pro-choice issue, yeah. like with abortion. Yeah. Like I have a lot of feelings about that, but the truth of the matter is you have more rights as a gun than you do as a woman. Yeah. yeah. As a person with a uterus. Yeah. Like you just have more rights right now. Um, to carry a gun than to be able to not be pregnant. Yeah. Um, I saw a TikTok yesterday that was about Jared Padalecki. Mm, I'm worried about what you're about to say. Um, so he is at some Comic-Con or was at some Comic-Con on the weekend. And fans noticed that he got like a new tattoo <gasps> on his arm. Is it a hanger? A clothes hanger? No. Oh. It is the flag for whatever that thing in Texas is. Come and get me. Oh, fuck. Which is pro-gun. No, Jared, no. Yeah. And the... the Like, I get the, that they live in, like, Texas or yeah. something, right? He lives two and a half hours from Uvalde. Mm-hmm. So the person who... Which they're tearing down that school. Did you hear? I didn't. Yeah, they're tearing down the school because they don't think anyone's going to feel safe in the building. And I'm like, no one feels safe in school. No one feels safe in school. Oh, speaking of that, one of the best memes I've seen right now is... um, is like, yes, we are pro-life. We protect children from, from conception to when they die in a school shooting. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. Um, so elementary school. Yeah. Like that's, but even then, like how many, how many kids, how many babies are in the foster system? There's a fucking, um, baby formula shortage in the United States. Yeah. And they, they're like, oh, but we need more babies and specifically more white babies. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Um, you don't want to be a Nazi, but here you are. Mm. Like, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. And, like... And there's so much despair. Like, there's so much rage because, like, how fucking dare you? But there's also so much despair of, like, how do we stop this? How do we stop How this? do we... How do we stop... Um, like, especially in Canada, like, how do we stop it from becoming reality in Canada also? Well, and part of it is, like, people are saying, well, let's legalize it. Let's, let's write up those bills in Canada. And it's like, no, don't. 
Because you have to open the charter of of rights and freedoms or whatever it's fucking called. And that is a whole can of worms. But not even just that. Like they were saying, right now it is decriminalized. Yeah. Which means like it's not legal. It's just a medical procedure. Like that's kind of where it sits right now. But if you start adding legislations onto it, legislations can be amended. Legislations can Can, be adjusted. They can be limited. They can be um, creatively applied exactly. as well exactly depending on the wording you use there is no wording that you can do that will give you like perfect legal control over it no nope. versus um, decriminalization it is just that it's just a medical procedure right that you can get or not get right and like, like i know there are places in canada where it is very difficult to get abortion pei is one of them mm-hmm. it is very very difficult anywhere to... really north like yeah there's like this line yeah. along the bottom of the country where all the metropolises are yeah all but then, them like major cities right but then anything north of that you're fucked. you have to travel yeah um i don't even know like i want children mm-hmm. um but i don't even know how i would go about getting abortion if i wanted one right I, yeah, I know, I know who I would reach out to. Like, yeah. like there are a couple people that are within my, I mean, right now, social media network within yeah. like Nova Scotia, that, but I know that I could reach out to them and that they, they would, would have know. the knowledge yeah. of how to help yeah. or how to like point you in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but like even, so for me, A, it would be very difficult for me to get pregnant. Yeah. I don't, I don't want kids. It would be very difficult for me to get pregnant having PCOS. I also have a bicornuate uterus, which means that my uterus is kind of shaped like, like, I don't know what mine exactly looks like, but like it kind of looks like it has two horns. Like it's not a pair. Yeah. And and so most most pregnancies with that also um, end in miscarriage. But they can also end in miscarriage at like 34 weeks. Yeah. Like most, most bicornuate uterus pregnancies are high risk from the beginning. Um, they often do not go full term, Mm -hmm. like 34 weeks would be like max and you can still miscarry in the third trimester. So all of that combined, if I was then forced to carry that, That, like that's that's literally my health, that is my life that I am threatening. And there's already been a story that has come out Mm -hmm. that this woman almost died in a hospital with an ectopic pregnancy that then ruptured because they were talking illegal the doctors had to talk to the lawyers for like hours hours trying to figure out what they were legally allowed to do in their state currently with because a lot of right after roe v wade yeah a lot of states actually had trigger laws Mm -hmm. that came into effect as soon as this was one of those yes as soon as roe v wade got overturned um, but they're already coming for R.V. Morgenthaler, which yeah. is the Canadian version of Roe v. Wade. Wade. Um, Morgenthaler was actually a doctor who performed abortions when they were illegal mm-hmm. in Canada. Yeah. Um, and R means Re- Regina, which is the crown. Right. Because in Canada, we are a commonwealth. So yes. we're still the crown versus whoever. Yeah. Um, and this was a big case in Canada. I, like, wasn't alive at the time, but I do remember learning about it on my own. I did a lot of research into abortion um, when I was younger, partially because my mother had such strong feelings about it. And, but then I, I, like, 
I can't remember what the exact like reasoning was, but I think that someone in my life got sexually assaulted. And I was like, it really changed my mind about like the whole rape and incest because I was like, what if they just don't want a pregnancy? Right. Like, what if that's just not something that they can handle? Right. Like, people who are like, well, just use birth control. Abortion is not birth control. Um, okay, so people aren't just deciding to get an abortion my, as a birth control. No, like, it is my hard on your body. My sister's best friend, they used a condom. She was on birth control. She got pregnant at 16. And her family kicked her out oh for it. And she was like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to have this baby. Because she had thought at the time, she's like, I'm not sure. I remember listening, like, because my room was right next to my sister's. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, listening to them talk. Listening to my sister and her bestie talk about this and be like, well, what are you going to do? Like, like, you know, are you going to get an abortion? Are you going to carry the to term? Like, what are you going to do? And I, like, it was just so mind-boggling that she could have taken every precaution in the book and, and still, still got gotten pregnant. pregnant and then her family kicked her out for it and like um it took many years for them to like reconcile um and to the point now where there's still like not that I know much but like probably five six years ago we like ran into them and we're talking and chatting and basically they were like uh we still have very firm boundaries in place about how they can interact with my child right because they absolutely failed as parents right they absolutely failed me in this moment yeah and I cannot forgive them for that I can allow them to be in my life and be in my child's life but I cannot forgive them for what they did to me at the time right absolutely and it's um, like, she was doing everything right. Yeah. She was taking all the precautions that we were told to take. Yeah. It still happens. It still happens. And that's, like, that is the whole thing. Like, to put all of the blame and then the onus. And the onus on, and on the, the uterus consequences bearer. Yeah. on the uterus bearer and not a single one on the penis yeah. bearer. Like, I've seen a lot about, um, like, okay, well, if life begins at conception, so should child support. Yes. Yeah. And so should child support. And saying that the father of the child should be putting up 50% of medical bills. Yeah. Should be legally required to do so. Yeah. But no. It's but not no. Because it's not about the baby. It is not about the baby. It is about control. And. Uh, that's it. Yeah. It's about control. And it is the way to control the quote unquote like undesirable faction. They don't like that women vote. They don't like that BIPOC vote. They don't like the LGBTQ vote. Yeah. And so they are working as hard as they can to limit that. I saw something earlier too. Because mm. if you get arrested mm. for um, like... An abortion or a miscarriage, that's a felony. If you have a felony charge, you cannot vote. You're not allowed to vote. Yeah. So really, like, it all comes down to limiting. control yeah. and limiting who can vote. Yeah. Um, I saw, again, on TikTok, like, there's a, there's a creator that does, like, under-the-table news. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were saying this morning that um, somebody brought forward that the... Oh, I think it was Louisiana... It might not be Louisiana, but the the way that the voting 
Oh, they're fucking like stupid. Yeah, like crazy. Th- they're stupidly laid out so that like yeah. Um, essentially, it cuts the influence of the black vote by half. It does. Yeah, the way that and, they and the Supreme Court districts was like, or whatever. Yeah, districts and the Supreme Court was like, no, it's fine. Yeah, they do it on purpose. They've done this for a very long time. Um, like even before. <laughs> women had the right to vote yeah um but like they've done this for so long uh in an effort to make it so that white white male votes have more power more weight more weight to them than others and that's not a democracy that's not no um it's even it's bad in canada also it's not as bad as the united states but they do the same thing in canada um, the polling districts, um, yeah. like, and they they're switching the them, thing, they're and they're changing them. them, and I've heard, I cannot, do not quote me on this, I cannot say for certain, but I've heard that they are switching them to a worse system. Yeah. yeah. Um, a system that's actually going to be detrimental to how we vote in Canada. Yeah. So, like, it's not just the states. We can't just be like, oops, look at the dumpster like, fire uh-huh. of the states. Like, uh-huh. because Canada's that, a dumpster fire too, guys. It, it is. Oh, folks. Sorry, folks. Folks, yes. Um, but, like, we are not, as Canadians, we are not the shiny, clean, peacekeeping place that you think we are. We have swept, swept so much shit under the rug. Yep. Like, so much shit. Yep. Like, um, what did I see this morning? More, well... I don't know. Now this is going to sound bad because I don't know if more have been found, but it's been more than 10,000 kids. Oh my God, yeah. At residential schools. And I'm that's... Not, I'm not celebrating Canada Day. Like, no, fuck that. No, and then, um, so I think we talked about it last week is like um, Heritage Minutes. We were talking yes. about like um, the fact that Halifax has made their Canada Day um, uh, Canada celebrations Day. Canada. Yeah. And I'm like, that is fucking lip service. That is fucking lip service. And you're saying like, oh, look at how inclusive and whatever. And it's like, but they still don't have the, they don't have clean running water. They don't have the right to keep their children. They don't have, like, it's they're, like. For, there's still forced sterilization. Still forced sterilization. Um, like, the residential school system hasn't gone away. It's just changed venues to the foster care system. Like, we're still just fucking beating them to nothing. Yep. And then we add on the fact that, like, we're also trying to take away LGBTQ rights, female rights. Yep. Like, it's yep. just fucking... It's almost so overwhelming that it's exhausting. Like, oh, there's it's 100% exhausting. And, like, on top of all of the collective trauma that the world has gone through with COVID and the fact that, like, we're not... We're not ever going to get out of this. This is just our new normal. And trying to, like, accept that and then also, like, oops, my rights are being taken away. Like, it just feels like there's nothing I can do to fix this. There's nothing that I personally can do because, like, I can't put money towards people that are making that change and making those, like, making things happen because I can barely take care of myself. Like, I can barely live paycheck to paycheck and so like I can't assist in that way and like I am a very non-confrontational person so like um protests and things make my anxiety rage like just I get so anxious about that and I know that it's a privilege to be like I can't do this I can't be a part of it could you email 
people? Like, I, email yeah, allies? Probably. And, like, yeah. I, and I don't know thing. where that sits on your... Yeah, because it's, like, everyone needs to be taking care of themselves, but at the same time, like, we are a global community yes. where we need to be taking care of everyone. But then that becomes just so much. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I'm literally paralyzed with the the fear and and anxiety of I'm not the world doing enough and to the point where my whole goal from childhood my whole goal in life something I've wanted my entire life is to have children and I have been thinking about not having children because of the way the world is going and I'm just like I don't know that I can bring someone into this world even knowing that like I could raise them to be the change, even knowing that, like, it's so terrifying to say, I want to have kids and bring these kids into this world that we are destroying one building block at a time. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's just, it's exhausting and scary. Yeah. And so if you're feeling that way, just know that you're not alone, Mm-mm. not even a little bit alone. Nope. Um, I, uh, the freaking freedom convoy. Where's our freedom convoy? No, but like the freedom convoy that was protesting no masks and all that sort of stuff. Like my body, my choice. Now, Where are you now? They're posting tweets saying that abortion is murder. It's not. Okay. I need to calm down because this is one thing. I saw a great analogy about this actually on TikTok. So Ooh, I bet you it's the same one I saw. I bet it is. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry that I don't know who this creator is because I saw it. I was like, yeah, fucking, you're fucking right. And then I scrolled away. So yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, I'll see if I can find it. I don't know. Mm. But the analogy was this. If you go, if you're about to like share a room with someone, let's say um, you are in college and you're sharing a dorm and you know how at night when the lights are off, you have those little like conversations where you like give all of your, you know, secrets secrets and whatever. And one night they say, you know, I killed a child. Um, I just killed him. You're not going to stay in that fucking room because that guy's a murderer. Right. That woman's a murderer. That person that said, oh, I killed a child, that's a murderer. You're going to run away. Yeah. You're going to go home and you're like, I need to leave college. I can't room with this person. This person's a murderer. And worse, they killed a kid. Yeah. Right? But if somebody said to you, I had an abortion, you're going to have feels about that, but you're not going to be like, I need to get away from this murderer. No. Fuck you that abortion is murder. So is fucking exfoliation in that case. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like if I get rid of living cells on my body, yeah, yeah, I'm a murderer. Yeah, I saw a tweet that um, the person who posted it said, "I'm Jewish, and in my religion, life a, begins at con- at, at birth, first breath, or like first at breath, yeah. first breath, which is birth, right?" So. It was saying that the only people who have religious freedom in the U.S. Christians. are Christians. And that is so fucked up. That's so fucked up. Because also, like like I've said many times, the people teaching religion, the people teaching Christianity, the pastors, the priests, the, you know, the denizens of the church, the people teaching that are fucking human beings. They're yeah. fucking fallible. Yep. Which means that they are teaching whatever the fuck they want to teach. 
They are looking and they are picking and choosing what they get to teach you, what they get to tell you about the the Bible and God and and expect what's you to allowed. just believe it. And we're not saying that every single no, like, I'm right? not like, but we don't blanket statement that way. We don't believe no. every single person is I, one thing. I am a Christian right. and I am fully pro-choice. I fully believe that you should have complete and utter bodily autonomy. Yes. I do not have to donate an organ to my mother, even if she was dying, even if it was a five-year-old child. If my nephew was fucking dying and I was a match, I could say no at any time. I saw um, a creator made a video about bodily autonomy. And, you know, a a person with a uterus gets pregnant and they have absolutely no say about their body. No. For that pregnancy. For the full but, nine, ten months of the pregnancy. But at some point in that pregnancy, the fetus has more needs, right. a, needs a life-saving blood transfusion. And I could say no. They cannot compel the father to do who, it. who is a match to do it. Yeah. That is so fucked up. It's so fucked up. And like, <laughs> I, I understand that People have a lot of emotions because it's babies. And we are genetically and historically, like, babies are important to the um, continuation of the human race and whatever. Sure. And, like, I get that. I get that it's emotional because it's babies. But fuck you. Like, <laughs> you can't. Why? You can't. You can't put one life higher of- than another. Right. You just can't. Nope. You can't put a, a value on one life that is more important than a value on another life. Like, even in fucking Christianity, you can't do that. <laughs> like, you can't. Someone is not more important than you just because they have more rights than you or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's so fucking frustrating. There was a video saying, like, this guy was actually talking. He was like, listen, if you guys want to use this piece of paper that's 246 years old, it means you got to follow it to the T. You're not allowed to use any weapons built no. after 1776. Yeah. Like, not Good luck allowed. with your fucking bayonets. Muskets. And, and, and bullshit. Yeah. Like, if you want to do that. Great. Gonna, like, but do it to the letter. It's yeah. the same thing for me with when people use Leviticus, which is a... Uh, um, Bible book, like it's a book in the Bible, yeah. um, Leviticus, and it has a lot of rules. It's in the Old Testament, so honestly, like, I have a lot of feelings about that. But in Leviticus, you are not, you should be stoned to death if you wear mixed clothing. So like if you cotton wear and cotton and polyester together, mm. you should be stoned to death. You should be stoned to death if you have tattoos. You, oh, cool. it, there's so many things and I'm like if you want to follow Leviticus for fucking like verbatim verbatim because it says in there men should not lay down with other men and you want to follow that because it's fucking like goes for your lovely I don't like gay people stance great but you gotta follow it all yeah you can't <laughs> you have to pick. follow it all you cannot cherry pick what you feel nope. is like acceptable in your eyes because everyone has a different opinion. Everyone's morality is different. Everyone's interpretation of that is different. Yeah. Like. <sighs> and I'm just, I'm so angry. Yeah. And it, 
It takes so much energy. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like it takes a lot of energy to be angry and it takes a lot of energy to try and like think like how do we fix this? How do we make it not happen in Canada? How do we help the United States? Like all of the women and uterus bearers in the United States, like how do we help you now? Yeah. When your Supreme Court has said you don't have those rights. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. And better minds than me are working on those. Yeah, they're you know? like they're they're working. So, but it's still so raw. I think as well. Like, yeah, it hasn't even been a week. Yeah, we knew it was coming because they had leaked the opinion. Like, we knew that was coming, but it's still so fucking raw because there was a sliver of hope that it wouldn't pass. And didn't six of them vote yes? Six six said yes. And um, one of the things (laughs) that I've seen recently is that they actually doxed them. So doxing means putting their personal information online. Um, Oh, yeah. um, And uh, people were like, this is where these Supreme Court justices live. And I am not for doxing, Mm -hmm. but in this case, button my lips. Because you know what? You did take away the rights of half, over half of the population, of the population in your country. And you chose to do that for uh, personal religious reasons. Because you claim that Roe v. Wade shouldn't have even happened, ha- in, the happened in the first place. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, oh, what's her face from Stranger Things? Someone had posted it, it on... Uh, Instagram this morning, she was on, she, they, um, they were on Jimmy Fallon. One of the Jimmy. I always get them mixed up, so, um, but anyway, at the end of, like, this, they were going through this rant, like, their mom yeah. had gotten a, an abortion when they were yeah. younger, and if, if, if she hadn't gotten the abortion, the, their knows? lives would have gone completely different directions. Yeah. This actor wouldn't have been born and everything no. else, but at the end of it, she just goes, fuck the Supreme Court, and then yes. she looks at Jimmy, she's like, can I say and Jimmy's yes. like, yes. And so yes. says it twice more. Fuck like, it. Fuck, fuck the, the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. Yeah. It's, that's not democracy. It is not I'm democracy. Sorry. And. They were not democratically elected. No. <laughs> so, yeah. This is, we have a lot of, we could talk for we another talk, yeah. six hours about I, this. I know. I feel like for my own mental health and energy it needs to we need to like wrap wrap it it up up for us for this particular episode of this particular podcast that was really jumpy so if you listened thank you thank you but also we understand if you didn't um so we're gonna like i have one more thing um we're gonna like move on from roe v wade but let you just know that we are not actually like moving on um we're still angry we're still upset uh we just Need to stop talking about it to allow some space, mm-hmm. some healing, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> um, oh my God, what was I going to talk about? That? Oh no, I did write it down. Okay, let me. Mm. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I switched books. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, I put down the Portal Painter one for yeah. now. Um, and I picked up The Rules of Help by No One oh, by Amy McNeil. Yay. yay! Yeah. So, I'm one chapter in. I'm still working on just one chapter a day. Perfect. You know, bare minimum. Great. Um, but so far, so good. 
yeah, yeah. wonderful sorry what were you gonna say Oh, um, so I saw a TikTok the other day yeah. of a um, an autistic person asking why people, when they hang out, um, so, okay, let me back <laughs> up. Okay. So every time that I leave Nikki's, Nikki says, text me when you get home. You know? Great. Every, every time. Perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. This is normal for us. This is normal. Um in our lives basically like uh i get that when i hang out with anyone my mom asked me to do it yeah um and this was a video of an autistic person saying why do we do that why does it matter if i'm leaving your house and going somewhere else um like why do you care so much about like i'm leaving your house i'm getting home text me when you get home safe but you don't care if i like you know, leave my house to go to the superstore and come or back. Or like, yeah, like it's not like you text me when you leave yeah. your house to go to work and... Or even text you saying like, I'm on the way to your house. Like, why is it only when you leave someone's presence and you go home and they say, text me when you get home? And I was like, huh, huh, interesting. Um, why do we do that? And then I realized that um, for me in particular, it doesn't feel like the hangout is over. Or, like, the, the, like, being together is over until I'm, like, yep, I'm home safe. Because, like, what if I mm. just, like, died right. on the way home? Right. You know? Like, I mean, please don't, but. Like, I'm not planning on it. No. Um, but, like, yeah. You know, accidents happen. Shit happens. Yeah. Um, and so, for me, it's just, I I think of it partially as well um, that as, as a woman, mm. the world is just more unsafe. Like, yes. it just is. It's yes. just unsafe for women in a way that it isn't for men. Yep. Because I don't think that, like, a lot of... I don't, I don't know. Maybe they do. But, like, um, for me, mostly it's women. Women in my life asking me, tell me when you get home, text me that you're home safe, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, and it's just because the world is just more unsafe. Yep. yep. It just is. Yep. Um... And so I watched that and I was just like, that's, that's funny that you just like, well, what does it matter? If yeah, I get home I've safe? never, I've never thought of that because I've just always done it. Yeah. And part of it is just because like, I want to make sure that you're safe. Right. Like I'm driving. That's inherently dangerous because mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Like you just talked about it today that you got in three accidents in almost, one trip. Almost got in three accidents. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost got into three accidents in one trip. And it's like that could happen at any time when you're driving. Mm-hmm. But for like my personal um, like anxiety and worry like I want to know that you are home safe that you did get home safe I remember when I was in Sackville for university Sackville New Brunswick like no one had a car you walked everywhere because you were no more than 15 minutes away from wherever you're going right like it's not that big of a town no (laughs) no um but still and I think maybe more especially because we were walking everywhere it was it was almost stressed more like text me when you get there because you can be kidnapped you can be murdered you can be raped Assault, like yeah you can, like you know text me when you get to wherever you're going because i'm worried that you'll be injured on the way yeah like there were canada geese everywhere <laughs> yeah not even like just you know no, like the freaking cobra chickens are dead the cobra chickens um but yeah like and it's interesting because like i have a couple people in my life that 
I I say that to pretty much anyone that means anything to me. Yeah. Like, text because me when you get home. It's a way of being like, I care about you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Um, help me feel better. Right. But I have people in my life that when I say that, they just, like, scoff or they roll their eyes or they're just like, oh, yeah, okay. Do I remember to text you the instant I get home? No. No. Most of the time I'm like... Oh, shit, I've been home for two oh, hours. Shit. Oh, shit, I am fine. And, like, <laughs> like legitimately, like, when when you leave, yeah. I'm not on pins and needles waiting, waiting for that Waiting for text. that text. No, like, you're so like... So don't feel like, yeah. oh, shit, you've been stressed for the last two hours. No, like... I appreciate you sending the text whenever you send it. Yeah. Um, if I haven't heard from you for, like, the evening, I'm like, Okay, I'm are you okay? Sure. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, mom, like, even, I don't live with my mom. And she knew that I was going to Amherst on Monday. And it was still, text me when you get there. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And then I didn't text her when I left Amherst, but I texted her when I got home. Um, and I don't know if that's just a mom thing, but, you know, she was very, like, adamant. She always is. If I'm going on any kind of a trip, text me when you get there. And I'm like, I will try. Like, like let me know that you're safe. Sometimes I do forget. And yeah. And I feel bad, because I, I know that she does worry. But that's, um, I think that's, for her, it's a mom thing, but. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's really just, like, I care about you. I care yeah. about your safety. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure that. You Here. are still alive for another day or whatever. Yep. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Sometimes my mom will just text me to be like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. My mom does that too. You know, like, yeah. and um, that's just, we live apart now. Like, I used to live with them, so she'd see me every day. And now I live in my own apartment. And um, I don't, like, text her every day. I have a lot going on. Um, so, like, you know. And I do see her, like, every six to eight weeks because she has to get um she has like a macular degeneration in her eyes so she has to go in and make sure that they haven't gotten worse they give her like steroids sometimes Mm -hmm. um but like oftentimes it it's just easier for me to get out of work than my brother right um and we are the two that drive her around places right um so like i do see her pretty frequently but like I'm not texting every day I used to Hmm. you know I used to when I didn't have other people in my life like I would text her every day to be like I'm you know I'm alone yeah Yeah, (laughs) and lonely yeah um I used to call mom and dad like almost every day when I was in New Brunswick because like I was either at the conservatory late or I was working at the music library and so I would call them on my walk home because yeah. I was like, well, this is 10 minutes that I can't do anything else. Yeah. And I'm walking through a town by myself. And, like, so, maybe it's late at night like, or dark man, or well, whatever. Well, yeah, it was usually between, like, 10 and, 10, and 11, 10 and 11 o'clock at night. And so I would have my phone in one hand and my keys through my fingers in my pocket in yeah. the other hand. Which, like... That's a whole other conversation. That's a but, whole other rant um, about safety. But, yeah. like... But, like, yeah, like, I used that time where I was like, well, I'll just call home. Yeah. And then, like, you know, I started dating Tristan and was wrapped up in that relationship and am mm-hmm. still, like, hasn't yes. stopped. I no. still am. But, like, uh, so I stopped, like, texting every day. Um, and now, like, I, I don't. <laughs> but yeah. I still I still care and worry and, like, we still communicate. Um, I know my sister listens, so I'll tell her. Like, I think about my sister a lot. I think yeah. about 
texting her a lot and it just like doesn't always happen yeah um, i actually i just messaged a friend on snapchat earlier today because i've been thinking about him a lot lately yeah and when i went in snapchat the last thing i sent him was four months ago yeah and like he was my best friend in high school and like we communicated a lot in the last however many years but i was like man like oops we haven't <laughs> sorry out of sight out of mind not that i don't love you no. it's just i have other things going on yep Yep. Um, so, yeah. Also, yeah. I wanted to just say shout out to my sister. She got some really great like health news. Yeah. Um, so I'm. Uh, I love you. Yay! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Yay. Yay! Uh, yeah! So. I'm really excited. Uh, it's good things. I'll tell you the details after we get off the podcast. I think you told me that last week. Oh, I think maybe I did. Yeah. 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 I yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. Um, after the podcast last week. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's where I'm at today. Yeah. <laughs> um, lots of, like, rage, disappointment, um, worry. I think that's the thing that I haven't really verbalized all that much uh, to it's other people worry. is the worry. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, not obviously, I don't know why I said that, but for me, abortion wouldn't be my first choice um, just because I am planning on having children. Uh it would be if, like, something for example, happened. something happened. Um, but, like, it's not my first choice. It's not something that I would choose for myself necessarily. But I want to be able to make that choice. Yeah. You want to have that I choice. want to have the ability to do that. So there's a lot of, like, worry that that's going to be taken away. Um, and just, like, there's a lot of feelings happening. So. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like staring off in the space. No, now. it's um it's been it's been a lot and there always comes that point um where you just can't anymore. Like you just bottom out, you can't yeah. do anything. You need time to yeah. like grieve and process and yeah. uh get back your strength and your fight and your hope. Yes. So, and like I still have five hours of teaching tonight so i'm like i also have to you have to reserve energy. energy for it yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. thank um, you for listening yeah if you did listen yeah if you did listen <laughs> if you didn't like we said we totally understand. we get it yeah like that's fine um and you can find us at books and bisexuals on instagram mm-hmm. uh on all on major all major podcasting mm-hmm. so google apple spotify um what else do we say nothing i don't know we love you we love you we uh are sending so much love out to the universe thank you for listening thanks for listening we'll see you next week yeah okay bye